You are Locked On Nationals, your daily Washington Nationals podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hello, everybody. Josh Neighbors here from the Locked On Nationals podcast. It is August 8th. 2021 and on today's show, Max Raymond of District on Deck joins me. We discuss the Nationals series this weekend, the Riley Adams home run, the fantastic effort from Josiah Gray, the struggles of Patrick Corbin, and more on today's show. All right, for the first time in a couple weeks, Max Raymond makes his return uh, to the Lockdown Nationals podcast from District on Deck. Max, uh, this is a much different team than the last time you and I were talking, right? I mean, a lot of the characters have changed, haven't they? Yes, sir. New look, but kind of like the new look. That's been battling, scrappy, young, something Mm -hmm. we haven't been able to say in a few years. So I will, I'm excited for the new youth movement. Like a lot of people are upset about it. I understood every trade that they made. Mm -hmm. I didn't have to like it, but I like most of the moves. I like the talent. It's good to see that the prospects they brought in are producing immediately in the minors. Usually when we get stuff like this, they don't produce right away. And the fan base like freaks out right now. They're being hesitant to freak out because you got guys like Riley Adams, guys like Lane Thomas killing in the minors. KB Ruiz hitting a homer in his first game. You got Josiah Gray doing his best Max Scherzer impression. Mm-hmm. So, like, I'm pretty happy with the guys that we have moving forward. Yeah, it's exciting. Um, and, you know, look, it's it's not – I've been saying this now last couple shows. It's not about wins and losses. Like, uh, you know, we go you go back to those Phillies games, and I, I was surprised, obviously, that Kyle Finnegan blew it because he is – you look at the numbers for him. He's had a really – he said a fine season. And I mean, fine. I mean, a very strong season. And so you're shocked that he blows that final game. Yeah, sure. But look, when guys like Gabe Klobosits or Wander Suero are being asked to close out games against teams like the Phillies are getting hot. And look, the Phillies aren't just doing it to the Nationals this weekend. They, they took it to the Mets. You know, it's just not going to happen for you when you've got like Klobosits and Suero out there. So for me, you know, it's all about strategically watching the game. What are you watching for? What are we looking at? And like you mentioned, the looking at guys, and I think a perfect example is like a Mason Thompson, right? Mm-hmm. How good has that guy been? A nice, hard sinker bar. Almost kind of reminds me of Finnegan a little bit when we first saw Kyle Finnegan kind of arrive for the Nats. So it's about really looking at those guys, isn't it? It's about trying to find the positivity and not just for the sake of finding po- things to be positive about, but knowing who the guys are that you can build off of long-term. And you said his name multiple times, but I want to put Klobosits in that category. Like he was called up for a reason. Uh, I'm looking, I'm pulling up his minor league numbers right now, but in triple a this season, he threw 12 innings, didn't give up a run. And mm-hmm. in 20 innings at double a, he only allowed two runs. So like, yeah, he takes his bumps a little bit, but he's had right. really impressive outings like against the Phillies. He had a four-pitch inning. They brought him out mm-hmm. for the inning after, and he fell apart. But that's because he had to face Bryce Harper, and that's just right. not fun for anyone. Right. That dude's literally the hottest hitter in baseball right now. Um, but he looked good. Like, he threw two good innings today. I think it was, like, 20 total pitches. Like, he was t- attacking the Atlanta hitters. Like, he looks good. you got people like Keyboom, Garcia, Barrera. What are they? The pressure's off. They look good. Keyboom especially mm-hmm. has been really impressive. Garcia had some good hits today. 
Barrera was only called up because of COVID for Avia and injuries to Gomes. And strong, yeah. They came and put him back in the minors because he's just been hitting. Mm-hmm. So like, that's a good problem to have. So I was happy. Like you have these young pieces, and in the past they couldn't pull him up for so long because if they struggled, you you can't afford that when you're trying to compete. Now that competing's out the window, you take your lumps, you take your punches, you take your bruises. And as you said, it's not about wins and losses, it's about seeing progress. And yeah, we're losing, but we're definitely seeing progress. They're fighting, they're getting hits. Like Kiboom does not look like the Carter Kiboom that any of us have seen no. in the pros. And that's a good thing. Like he mm-hmm. is finally taking advantage of the opportunity given. He has some pressure taken off him because he knows if he messes up, he'll still be in the lineup the next day, which is huge. So mm-hmm. props to Davey Martinez for still keeping the guys battling. And it's good to see that the new guys and the young guys are actually giving us a glimpse of what the team could become. Quick pause for the cause on today's show. Today's Locked On Nationals podcast is brought to you by Stat Hero. Did you know that 85% of people who play daily fantasy sports lose? Is it really that surprising, though? The game is rigged against you. You're playing against thousands of other lineups, not to mention the experts who have more tools and more time. You don't stand a chance. Until now, with Stat Hero. Introducing Stat Hero, it's the first ever daily fantasy sports book that puts the player in control and winning within reach. Here's how it works Stat Hero shows you their lineups and dares you to beat them. It's you versus the house in a head-to-head fantasy matchup. Your name, your stakes, winner takes all. You have the advantage. Stat Hero is showing you their lineup ahead of time. No one else does that. You are in control of everything here. Once again, it's you versus their lineup. Play Stat Hero now and change the odds. Go to stathero.com slash locked on, sign up for free right now, and you can get three times back on your first play. They're giving you a chance for 300% match. That's unheard of. Go to stathero.com slash locked on, stathero.com slash locked on today. Yeah, you know, there's so many guys, and we'll go through this weekend. The first game, they drop 8-4, but they have a moment. They go go down 2-0 early in the game. They climb back. And they end up going three to two. Now they ended up losing the lead in this game, but still there's some positivity there. And the fact that the guys are finding ways to scrap runs and get runs across is a really good sign. And I, I know that that game wasn't really a whole lot to talk about. It's been Eric Fetty's been taking his lumps as of late, but I, I think that's something that really is, you know, like in a perfect world, he's not in the rotation. Um, you know, I think he might be next year just because of the situation that they're in. The game I really want to focus on is, is the game the next night. And this team has so much fight and no quitting them. And you can tell it's because there's a bunch of guys who are battling for their futures, right? Guys, I didn't know he didn't play well, but like Andrew Stevenson, Alcides Escobar right now is trying to make the case for why he should be on a major league team next year. Maybe not a team, you know, like, uh, I mean, he could be on the nationals depending on the national situation next year, but like, how about the Pirates? You know, how about a team uh, like the, I mean, the Tigers, but, you know, some of those lower teams that want some veteran presences to help them out, right? Alcides Escobar is out there battling and grinding, like, every single night. He hit second last night. Yadiel Hernandez, another one of those guys. Josh Bell, you know, is is out there trying to prove it that, um, you know, when his time comes to get paid in a couple of years, that maybe he deserves some kind of a contract, right? Ryan Zerman trying to keep himself in Major League Baseball, you know, I, I think it might be heading towards time for him, but he wants to keep playing. 
And so for them last night to have this game where number one, Josiah Gray comes out and gives them five innings, 82 pitches, gives up the two runs, but 10 Ks. You talked about, hey, Max Scherzer, you know, uh, you know, step aside. We don't need you anymore. Obviously, all jokes aside there. But he was fantastic. And this is a young guy who's coming into a new environment after his last, his first couple starts in the majors or first couple opportunities, I should say, weren't very good. And now he's starting to make his home, right? He's starting to get comfortable with his ball club. It's not easy Braves lineup to navigate always, right? He did a pretty good job with it. 10 Ks. Only two runs allowed in five innings. That puts your team in a position to win. And for a guy that young to be putting his major league team that's not very good in a position to win after five innings and 10 Ks while he's at it, that's a building block. That is a building block right there. That's progress towards him becoming a building block, if you will. The thing for me with Josiah Gray was the secondary pitches. And his first Mm -hmm. draft and apps, of course, you have nerves, new team. You got to make a good debut. And he did a good job. Two strikeouts wasn't really generating a lot of swings and misses. Last night, though, generated a lot of swings and misses, especially with that curveball combination that he was throwing. They couldn't touch his heater in in the zone, out of the zone, up, down. And his curve in the dirt, he had people second-guessing. Like, that thing was filthy last night. And, yeah, 82 pitches, he probably could have gone to six, but he's not stretched out. Like, in his first out in that, mm-hmm. 70 pitches, five innings. So they're going to keep stretching him out. But as you said, 10 Ks in five innings, that's like Max Scherzer and Steven Strasburg territory right there. So, and he's only 23. Yeah, he still gives up the homer. Yeah. But we're all used to that because Scherzer. Max Scherzer did, yeah, so right? It's, I mean, not like yeah. he, it's not like anything new, that anything we're not used to. So, and last night, he only he only had one and run. Like, Stevenson's error, that wild pitch by Barrera, that, that plays like that didn't help. Right. But, yeah, one and run, 10 Ks, only two walks. That's another thing. If a guy with, like, that type of stuff, it's really good to see that it's so consistent. It's in the zone. He's actually getting people to chase and that he's not just like issuing free passes. Like there are a lot of young top pitching prospects do in the first year, year and a half in the big. One more pause for the cause on today's locked on nationals podcast. Today is brought to you by built bar built bar is the best tasting best for you. Protein bar in the game today. Coconut, cherry bar, chia, raspberry, mint brownie, double chocolate, salted caramel, strawberry, orange, cookies and cream, and German chocolate. Those are the flavors available to you today. 17 to 18 grams of protein. Calories range from 130 to 180. Only 5 grams of sugar. Only 5 grams of net carbs. All amazing flavors. All tasty and all healthy. Built Bar is the official protein bar of the U.S. track and field team. It's pretty cool. Go to built.com. That's built.com. Use a promo code LOCK15. That's L O C K E D 1 5. LOCK15 for 15% off at built.com today. Today's show is also brought to you by betonline.ag. Baseball season is in full swing, and you can track all the action at betonline. Get the latest news, odds, and info for all of your sports gaming needs including MLB, NBA, NHL, UFC, boxing, and the Olympics wrapped up, but all those sports too, soccer. Uh, before the next pitch, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device. Check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest info. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Go to BetOnline 
ag today sign up use the promo code locked on that's l-o-c-k-e-d-o-n locked on use that promo code once again l-o-c-k-e-d-o-n locked on and you'll receive a 50 percent deposit bonus a 50 percent deposit bonus you deposit 100 bucks get an extra 50 to play with today at bet online betonline.ag they're your online sportsbook experts He's making right, giant not slides. making it sell, not making it harder on yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Not not making it more challenging. And, and I noticed something, Max, in the first game he pitched. He loves to attack the zone, right? I think it was eight of the first nine guys yes. that he went after. It was eight first pitch strikes. Mm-hmm. So this is a guy that wants you on the back foot because at this age, he knows that's how I set up my secondary stuff, right? If I get you down on the count, that allows me to play with something more. And look, that fastball, it's not overpowering right it's not it's not this isn't 99 100 he's not throwing jacob de gram heat but if you're 96 if you're 95 you're 96 you're 94 right that's fast enough to get the job done especially if that secondary stuff like we talked about is there and this is a guy that's got the four seamer he's got the curveball he's got the slider those are the three common pitches he likes to throw and if he's a fastball more than half the time guy that's why he wants to get ahead that sets you up and like you talked about issuing the free passes, don't make it harder on yourself. He didn't last night. I'm trying to pull up a stat right now, but I saw a stat from Mark uh, Zuckerman and Massive Sports. I'll find it later. Talking about the amount of swings and misses he had on Whiffs, his curveball. Yeah. It was like nine or ten in like the first three innings or something like that. I'm like, and it was already like more than he had like the entire first game, if I read it correctly. But it's just stuff like that. The fact that he just to make that big of a significant stride over the course of one start, you'd feel awesome. Like, yeah, right. you're still upset that you lost Scherzer and Turner, two cornerstone pieces that we've had for the last six, six and a half years. But when you have a guy that come in and shove immediately, because think about it, the last time we had this hype of a pitching prospect was Lucas Giolito. Mm-hmm. Part of the reason they traded him, but the fans don't like to talk about was because he was terrible for us. Grant, and because we were so good and we're trying to compete and we're trying to win the division title, you can't afford to have a starter in a six ERA in the uh, in the lineup because at the time, that was like the Jacob DeGrom, Matt Harvey Mets. Like, you cannot afford to give the Mets. That was a really good team. You cannot afford a team like that to catch up on you because you have your fifth starter who is just taking lumps. So the chairman of the White Sox, he took his lumps because they were bad, and then he turned into what we all thought he could. But right. this time around, Josiah Gray, he just skipped that, skips his lumps right now, and he's just shoving. I mean, Grant, he'll probably take a the lumps will happen, right? It always happens mm-hmm. to everybody. But, but this is it's so good. It's cool. good that he's having success now. This is I can't think of a pop pitching prospect we've had come in and impress like this since Strasburg. Like Jordan Zimmerman right. was even pretty like eh in his first year, year and a half before he became Jordan Zimmerman, and so that's just really significant if he's making like Steven Strasburg ask like impressions right and he made the adjustment last night too you know somebody goes deep off him yeah but he comes back and the numbers are pretty it's pretty funny how similar they are yeah first game he was more pitching to contact against the phillies right five innings Mm -hmm. pitched four innings uh excuse me five innings four hits one earned run two walks as he talked about two k's there here basically the stat line's the same with the earned runs and the hits and the walks 10 k's being the big difference. It's fun to watch a guy like this develop and grow. And, and I, I'll argue it, it's, I'm excited to see when he takes those lumps. I'm excited to see, watch him get punched in the mouth and the starter two and see how he responds because you and I have talked about it. I've talked about it a bunch of the show. Max's best quality was always the ability to work without his best stuff. 
to bounce back from bad situations. We'll see what Josiah Gray can do uh, when those situations come. And to boot last night in the Nats game, they come back and win the game. Last night, the first hit of Riley Adams' Washington Nationals career is a two-out, two-run home run that is absolutely pounded into left field. It was a moonshot. I mean, that thing was no doubter. He's a big, strong kid. And this is what I like about this catcher spot right now. Cabe Ruiz, obviously, you want to be your number one. But that battle for number two is going to be something because they got the kid from Oakland. Trace Barrero, like you talked about, is not giving up that second spot. He's fighting for that job. He's come up here and fought his tail off to keep that job. And I think he's having an argument in camp next year. I'm going at camp because I'm in football mode right now. But next year in camp, he'll have a chance to fight for that position. Also, don't forget, Riley Adams, too, has been brought in. That's a guy who could be a second catcher. So I love Riley Adams coming in this big spot. Helps the Nats get the win. And also, Max, I'm excited for this catcher's battle. I'm excited. This is kind of inside the weeds, right? But aren't you excited to see these guys battle it out for who's going to be catcher number two next year in the Nats? Yeah, man, because you got Drew Miles that we got from the mm-hmm. Young Gomes trade, who's at double A right now, but he was like the prize in that trade. And then you got Riley Adams. Thank you, Mr. Hand. Thank you, Brad, so much <laughs> for your contributions to this team. And yeah, I mean, he's a power hitting catcher. Doesn't hit for contact that well, but I mean, he showed last night what he can do. And then Tres Pereira is just hitting. Like, yeah, sometimes he'll go over two, over three. He right. still needs to work on his defense a little bit, but he, for the most part, he's still hitting around like 290, 300 last time I checked. So, yeah, this is, can't remember the last four years, all the team has talked about. The only actual uh, roster battle they've had is, oh, who's going to be the fifth starter? Who's going to be the fifth starter? It's such mm-hmm. a great breath of fresh air to have a new roster battle that has nothing to do with the rotation. Right. I, I'm, that's, a, that's an excellent point, right? Now, and and that's, that's the whole part of a reset is now you're going to see guys fight for a variety of roster spots. And look, nobody knows – the Nationals have to make their intentions clear in this offseason. They've got a bunch of prospects who are pretty close. I mean, Mason Thompson is throwing, you know, darts right now uh-huh. for them. Uh, Riley Adams coming up, getting big hits. Caber Ruiz figures not to be too far away. Josiah Gray – going to be up here soon. So they might take one year, one more year off. We'll see. We'll see what happens. There's a lot of questions to be answered, but they've got some intriguing battles with Keyboom and Robles. Robles is, you know, maybe damn near losing his spot here pretty soon. Um, a lot to look forward to. Fast forward to the Sunday game. And what I like here, I know look, there's a lot to be negative about, but I mean, Patrick Corbin's been dog crap all year long. What else? Max, what else would you have me say? And I think Ryan Zimmerman put it perfectly. Before we get to the positives, let's talk yeah, about negatives. Yeah, Zimmerman's Zimmerman's quote is, and I, look, I'm the, the wording. The wording maybe could have picked a different word. I'm, I'm not really on board with him saying, "Yeah, he got abused." Whatever. But he's not wrong. I mean, he's not wrong. Ryan Zimmerman's quote was, "People that, for lack of a better term, I think that's what he actually said." Uh, Patrick Corbin was abused in route to the Nationals Championship in 2019. Out of the bullpen out of the bullpen and as a starter he got used both during mm-hmm. i mean during the, the regular season obviously started and he did he did started. say abuse i did see that i was like the eh. word he used yeah not sure what to pick that word but overused might have been a better word right overused but yeah i mean it's hard to think of a guy like you know andrew miller obviously you know a bunch um madison oh, yeah. bumgardner overused a, a bunch but 
Patrick Corbin was the guy out of the pen so many times. And part of that's credit. The national didn't build that pen well enough, but they went to Patrick Corbin and he was there for them time and time again. And, and Max, I, look, I'm not a pro baseball player. I'm not a pro pitcher. I can't say for sure if right now he's paying the Piper for all that. The Nats made him paid too, so they're paying for it in a different way. But I guess rent is due is the best way you can talk about this entire situation. So my thing with Corbin, dude, is last start and this start, last start six innings, this start five innings, he was money. He was amazing. And you're just like, let's go. This is the Patrick Corbin of old. And he goes out for that next inning, which is the smart decision because at the both outings, you're like, yeah, you don't bench this guy. He's not tired. Like, they can't touch him. And then that next inning, he just randomly just unravels. Everything goes wrong. Cars crashing, buildings falling, people, like. <laughs> the whole nine yards. Scenario, you know what I mean? Like, and I was talking to my, my dad about that today. And he was just like, as we were watching that game, he was just like, I, I don't get what happened. I was like, yo, dad, like, I'm not saying I would have not put Corbin in because I would have, but you got a track record. Because right. this has happened all season long, not just with him. I've seen it happen to Scherzer a few times. I saw it happen to Fetty. All season long, these starters are cruising. And then they – Martinez is making the right decision. But if you – they have the stats to show where they start to unravel. Like right. length-wise, inning-wise, matchup-wise. you got to start using these analytics. Like, yeah, you might not have a bullpen, but then this is a great chance to pull your starter, to let him feel really good about himself. And then put in your Mason Thompson or your Glade Klobosits or Gabe Klobosits or the guy they got for Kyle Schwarber. Uh, I forgot his name. But it goes like that to fight for a spot. Maybe put in Suero or uh, Sam Clay to see if they can get their confidence back. But <laughs> Well, here's, here's what I'm talking about with what you mentioned. So it's weird because they handled Josiah Gray that way, right? That they, they take him out of the game. They don't want him to go five because he's at a great point. There's a lot of confidence there. It's almost like if you want Patrick Corbin back, you're going to have to handle him that way. You have to baby and, him. Yeah, you have to, you have to do that. You have to baby him a little bit. And I've, I've been saying all year too, Max, I've been saying this all season, the same exact way. Through like three or four or five, there's a lot of times you're like, all right, Corbin's on a good pace here. Mm-hmm. And then it seems like a home run in the sixth, right? Uh, once, a, he bad that, six. once he gets to five, like once you're reaching six, seven, you're just like, when's it going to happen? When's it right. gonna happen? And the problem is for him, for him at this point of his career, right? You cannot just be a five inning guy. It can't oh, happen. He's thirty two, twenty four mil a year. You cannot right. do that to me. But but if his but if he's shooting your team in the foot whenever he pitches, you're gonna have to you have to approach this differently. I mean, look, they lost the last five four games he's pitched in, five of the last six, six of the last seven that that games that Patrick Corbin has pitched in, they have lost. His best month of the season was that he had that one month in uh, in June, I believe it was. Yeah, it was 3.82 ERA. The rest of the year, he's been pretty crappy. And look, it's a great example last night, but this they're going to have to try to get his confidence back in some way, shape, or form. If that means pulling him out early, it means pulling him out early and let the bullpen just co- collapse, I guess, on itself. But they're, they have way too much invested in him right now to let him to continue to go off the deep end because I'm not sure – I mean – I'm not even sure if they have anybody to take his place and have to shut him down for the year, but they have to do whatever they can to get him and Strasburg right if they have any chance of contending while those two – or contending or trying to win anything meaningful while those two guys are both under contract. In no way am I saying they should have pulled him today because you're through five innings on, like, 
60 pitches, yeah, you put them out for the six. Right. But no, I'm not once, saying today. I'm saying no, but they have to monitor the situation. Once they he started struggling through the first he gets two quick ground outs, but both times he was laboring, and then they get a base runner, maybe through that third batter. You look and you're like, okay, I've seen enough. You got me some outs. This is still a good outing. I'm pulling you. Maybe do you, you still send him out, but then once you start seeing the signs a little bit, right. like the last start, like after he should have been pulled after six innings. Yeah, like you want to save your bullpen and stuff like that, but like you saw what happened. He only gave up three runs. Yeah, I, I think they have to be ready at any moment mm-hmm. because it feels like it once it starts unraveling, it's not like Max, where Max, you know, Max can grind it out, right? He can grind out finishes, but look, Strasburg can, but Strasburg's yes. not healthy. He's not out there right now. And this is this is funny because we talked about this. And look, it's a problem for a lot of guys. But the Nationals especially feel like they don't have guys who finish strong, right? Joe Ross, notorious for the second and third time through, things not really going his way. Eric Fetty's, you know, not not issues with that specifically, but also yeah, Patrick Corbin right now, another guy who's dealing with that exact thing. To the other point uh, about battling back, which you love to see. Today they were down five to one in the seventh. They end up getting two runs in, Victor Robles single, Ryan Zerman single, and then Ryan Zerman double in the uh, top of the ninth, makes it five to four, and they got one Soto up to the plate, who right now we all have heard he is dealing with a knee injury. Um, I'm surprised he played it all this weekend. I would have just sat him down. Yeah, he was swinging for the fences, man. He did yeah, not look. I like, think he knew he couldn't run. I think I think he knew it was not going to go well for him. He's trying to Kirk Gibson in the eighth inning, and then the ninth inning, Josh Bell grounded out. I mean, nothing you can do. You got the time runner in scoring position. You got arguably your hottest hitter at the plate. Um, I can't believe the hottest hitter right now is Ryan Zerman, but he was on base. You got Josh Bell, who's been hot for the last three months. Like he's hitting 250 after two months, two months in the season. He's hitting like 180. The fact he's hitting 250 now is remarkable. Like I love it. His OPS plus is. Uh, above league average right now. It's like 110, maybe higher than that. So, yeah, you got the right guy up to the plate. He grounds out. I mean, he crushed that ground there, just went right to the second Yeah, it's tough. But as you said, they battled back. And then Victor Robles, who is losing his starting spot, was able to come through when needed, so that's going to help his confidence. And he had in a bat where he was laying, watching some uh, really good curveballs just land in the dirt that he always swings at. I'm Mm -hmm. like, all right, who are you right now? You're not the Victor Robles I know. Right. And Carl Kibum had a really – like he had an off day, ground double play at 2Ks. That last at bat, he had that walk where he was able to work a really good bases, uh, full count walk and laid off a borderline pitch that could have gone either way. I was like, good for you, Kibum, man. That's like how you somewhat savage your off day. Yeah, it's all about watching these guys and trying to figure out where the progress is coming, right? And so the question for Robles says, can you parlay it down the line? Carter Kibum for him – for him and Garcia, especially, it's about reps to play and reps in the field. I know it sounds simple, but those two guys, when you watch them play visibly, have a lot of strides they have to make on defense. And I hope that can help them on the offense. I think, to me, Garcia, I know his numbers don't reflect this. To me, he's a little bit closer at the plate um, than he is in the field. I just think the field, he just needs to keep drilling that stuff down. Keyboom seems like he could be further along. Once again, I'm willing to I am willing to give him the rest of the season to let this thing play out and see where he is and if the Nationals should make any judgments about what should happen next year.
And look, Max, the, the Nets might not want to win next year. And if they don't, that's even more time they had to figure out that third base thing right now, right, with, with Carter Keeham over there. So plenty of options right now for them. And this is good time to watch the young kids and see what they can do. So I got two quotes for you. Here's one from the Braves reliever, Will Smith, who blew the save last night. It wasn't my night tonight. Obviously, I want to do my job every time out. These guys are big league hitters, too, and they hit pitches sometimes. You can you think if you're facing a guy for the first time, you've got the advantage, but this guy's a big league hitter. He's here for a reason. He put a good swing on a good pitch. Trying to salvage, salvage like what happened last night, but like that's really good comments from a very respectable reliever. Mm-hmm. So that's definitely going to help uh, Riley Adams' confidence. So it's good to hear that. And then Zuckerman had a different stat. Josiah Gray induced 20 whiffs last night. Just two shy of the Nats' top performances this season, twice by Scherzer, once by Ross. But Gray did it on fewer pitches than any of those guys did. So, yeah, you induced 20 swing, swinging uh, misses, fewer pitches than Scherzer and Ross. And Ross, as we all know, when he's on, he's been amazing this year. So, like, yeah, that mm-hmm. is a very good stat to have and just knowing moving forward who you have helping anchor your rotation. And also, it's great Nats fans now every fifth day has something looking forward to, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, every fifth day, knowing they have something that they can they can watch and a guy that, that they hope is going to be a star in this rotation for years to come. Max, oh, go ahead. You have one, one more thing? Yeah. Uh, earlier, what you were saying about how they uh, they have to the end of the season to see what they want to do these these guys, I think that's important because you have a very star-studded free agency class coming up, and they need to know now if they should start splurging on – a Marcus Simeon or a Carlos Correa or a Chris Bryant, or if they should save the money because they know that the rest of the team isn't ready, which is something I need, they didn't need to keep an eye on. Because if you're on Nats Twitter at all, all you're going to see is Carlos Correa this, Carlos Correa mm-hmm. that, Marcus Simeon this, Marcus Simeon that. Like That's all I saw today on my Twitter feed right. during the game. So you need to know now, like you got Kevin Ruiz who's going to be up next year. Uh, Kate Cabal is getting closer and closer. That dude is so freaking good, man. Yeah, man. Um, Cole Henry, he's like two weeks away from coming back from his injury, man. So, and he he is really good this year. Rutledge it has a blister, but he was very good in his last outing. So, you got your pitching prospects moving along finally, which is going to help the rotation. But you need to know if like Garcia and Cuban are going to be ready because, I mean, you and I would love to see a splurge on a bat or two because, yeah, yeah that's going to help us. Yeah. But, so, we'll see. and that also, yeah. if you get big names, once those like oh i have friends again i, yeah. I like it here. They, they figure out the outfield too i mean they had a lot of questions but i i think this offseason is a, a time or this end of the season is a time for them to be potentially answered we'll see uh max where can people find you and your work all right follow us on Deshaun deck on twitter follow me at maximum raymond one we just released a really good uh piece the other day we had the chance to interview cole henry actually nice he talked about his injury talked about his minor league career go read it very interesting guy great interview great piece once again man thanks for having me back always it's a pleasure my friend max raymond of district on deck all right that will do it for today's show make sure you follow us on twitter at lo underscore nationals you can follow me at josh neighbors underscore until next time my friends as always stay safe